a time for love and laughter. The days will pass like summer storms. The winter wind will follow after. But there is love and love is warm. There is a time for us to wander. When time is young and so are we. The woods are greener over yonder. The path is new, the world is free. time when leaves are falling the woods are gray the paths are old the snow will come when geese are calling you need a fire against the cold there is a time for us to wonder when time is young and so are we the woods are greener over yonder the path is new the world is free And you'll find your love in the summer sun. The frost will come and bring a harvest. And you can sleep when day is done. There is a time for us to wander. When time is young and so are we. The woods are greener over yonder. The path is new. The world is free. The path is new. The world is free. Presidential 
Yes, that is, uh, who was that? Yeah, that's Neil Young. A lot of love. Um, you know, you c it's, it's a real hard argument there. Um, you know, I've been thinking about love. I've been thinking about love. And, um, Uh, so many things could be said about love, you know, it transcends, it, uh, it, uh, inspires, it, it, um, changes, it upsets, it does a lot of things, but I think that, um, I'm reluctant to say, I don't want to say love is the answer, I mean, but I, I, I mean, love is a, is, it's, it's pretty good, it's, it's a, it's a great thing that, um, we should all have the, uh, luxury, right, of love, it is, so when you're in love, you know, uh, you know, look around, <laughs> you know, the blessings <laughs> count them bug out square yeah we're usually on a corner of 21st in florida in the beautiful mission where it's always flat i hear and sometimes sunny um i haven't been around 21st of florida uh, although i'm thinking about it um um next uh next june i think i'm gonna get in there and and uh and and do it you know <laughs> Uh, and and do it. I, I I can do it. I mean I I have, I can do it. But um, I'm starting to like kind of get into this this whole thing uh, here. Uh, not that I have the, I don't know. I got the tech pretty good, and it's kind of nice having records around and instruments around and that sort of thing. So there's a certain comfort for that. But and then there's the uh, the aspect of like just like some idiot in his room playing records, you know, <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, mutiny, uh, would, you know, kind of, uh, uh, justify that. 
But yeah, it's still there, and we're still looking for money because uh, everything's still rolling along. So if you come to the website, please, if you have the opportunity and you're looking for some, you know, sometimes people get, they have, um, you know, extra income and they're like, yeah, what can I do? You know, can I give that? It's like, believe me, any money that you give to Meet Me Radio is um, money well spent because it goes to a, a great cause. There is virtually no, like, whatever that uh, ratio they have of administrative fees and stuff. There is, like, very, it's like nothing there is no administration. <laughs> it just like, comes in and, and is spent immediately on uh, rent and utilities and uh, rent and utilities and licensing and that, that sort of stuff. So please, if you have the opportunity to give, give to us, give to everyone. I hope um, uh, I hope this finds you in, in, in reasonable health and happiness. Um, yeah, uh, so, I don't know, things, I'm not, I, I, there's so much news, it's like, uh, I, I've, I've never thought that I needed to, <laughs> to tell the, uh, people of the greatest music or the, uh, the most current event, so I'm not, um, I'm not, I've, uh, uh, but, you know, I, I'm, I hope you're doing well, we're, I think things are, uh, I don't know. I mean, they're progressing, right? I mean, there's uh, uh, vaccines that are being developed and, um, you know, bodies being (laughs) buried and uh, people getting sick or not sick, you know, or asymptomatic. I think, you know, testing's great. You know, we're going to get, um, hopefully, there, there's there's a, a shit ton of money that's being spent right now to try to figure things out, right? So, um, everything's changing, all this, you know, the, the everything is changing. So, that's, you know, and people are scrambling. So, there's the, there, <laughs> there, are, there are those who exist, um... Uh, at the uh, the periphery of uh, society and technology and and uh, and exist on those 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 real cutting edges and I'm not <laughs> one of those so uh, you know I'm I'm laying back and um, but I think that uh, as this as things redevelop. So I think, you know, we got a taster of what this, this, that we're all like one world, right? I mean, it's like, it's undeniable, although, uh, you know, you could try to, you know, throw up the walls and, you know, maybe you can, maybe you live in a place where it's like, you know, you see people once in a while and it's like, it's the people that you just saw weren't like the ones you've seen for the last like 10 years. It's just like, wait a second, you know, something's wrong, but it's not, I mean, it's just, that's that's what it is everything is in a constant flux right in this world and society and development and all that i'm uh i'm hoping that um it's not uh a uh particularly uh well i think i think i think we'll be 
I think we'll make it, you know, like, I mean, that's, you know, it's like, what, we'll make it, like, who's we? Um, yeah, who is we? Uh, humanity will, you know, right? I mean, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'll, You know, you whittle it down. Um, there's a lot of people, but it's, you know, people can, and, and, yeah, it's always, it's going to be something on a, uh, um, you know, microscopic level. I mean, that's it, right? I mean, that's, that's God right there. God's microscopic. <laughs> that's why no one's ever seen him, man. It's like, even with a microscope, you can't, um, let me get back to these records. Uh, I'm, I'm not even getting back. I'm just getting to them. So what did we do? We had um, uh, Neil Young, "Lot of Love." That's uh, the uh, "Comes a Time" record. That's a that's a good one. Let me uh, let me grab these. Uh, and before that, we had um, "Deeper," <laughs> "Deeper," <laughs> uh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> Pink Floyd from the. Uh, metal record doing uh, one of these days I'm going to cut you into little pieces uh, there are many versions of that out there there's even kind of a mariachi version that's really really good uh, and, you, know, you can seek that out on your own <laughs> I can't give any more details uh, Lidded Skittered we did uh, uh, Needle in the Spoon that's a good that's a groovy number Atlanta Rhythm Section. <laughs> I am so into you. That is the, that's the slickest song. It just cracks me up because they're like Atlanta Rhythm Section, right? So I guess all these dudes were like um, seasoned studio musicians and they got together and uh, wrote a few hit singles and made records. And But they were all like so like just perfectly produced. It's good. Good sounding record. Uh, Paul Simon, she loves me like a rock. Uh, yeah, she does. The Dillards before that comes a time. Um, there is a time that one was called. And that one makes the baby cry. Um, before that, the Beatles from the uh, Sgt. Pepper record. Uh, um, within you, with, with, within you without you that one that's a great tune that is a super great tune. i was like so into that i mean it was uh um it was very good um let's see before that was uh david johansson from the my style yeah i got this david johansson so hey uh that was uh uh she knew she was falling in love uh yeah uh yeah i'm experimenting with that one uh hugh mesakella of course this is from uh the emancipation of hugh mesakella but it's in the hugh mesakella's latest i have to s remember to keep these out because i have a few and i'm not sure um i have two that aren't that are different records but I don't think they're the same records, right? They were from two different buys, which is weird. Um, so I think I may have uh, two records <laughs> without any proper jacket. Um, 
uh, public image, we did uh, action, right? Attack, I'm sorry, action. Um, yeah, public image. I think that was one of their first uh, releases. That's uh, Johnny Rotten. Uh, God, that was a pretty tough uh, production value there, but um, there's some good tunes on there. Um, Trip Shakespeare we did before that. The Lake. Um, yeah. Love song with a trout metaphor. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> Northern Pike. Um, Leonard Cohen, we did Bird on a Wire. Uh, Nina Simone, we did um, uh, Wild as the Wind. Traffic, uh, John Barleycorn Must Die. Uh, back, we did, um, from the Morning Phase record, we did uh, Morning. And we opened up with the police from the Zenyata Mandata record. Uh, when the world is running out, you make the best of what's still around. A uh, segment we do here is called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie in the basement. We're miles apart. No surprise going to rise from the basement. What it is it's a uh, home record? It's any style, any genre. just has to be recorded where you live, where you sleep, where you uh, spend uh, your living time, right? Um, so people send uh, stuff in. So I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't done anything uh, as far as like you know soliciting, and I do that. So I'm I'm kind of going back. Uh, let me grab this. I talked it out. Uh, let's see. Or, uh, dun, 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 dun. No. Um, <laughs> so many. Uh, this is forced medication. Um, Long-time contributor. This is Song of COVID. And I've got that up. I'm touching that. The pause button is coming. The dots. Here we go, hopefully. Yep. Yep. I, I'm hoping. Uh, um, dots. Doing something wrong. Yes, I am. Hold on. This is all housekeeping that I should have done, like, you know, 20 minutes ago while a song was playing, so I apologize. This is Force Medication. The name of the song is... is, um... Song of COVID. I try 
Jeff Buckley and um, yeah, that was uh, a <laughs> the writing is too small for me. So Jeff Buckley, look him up. He's got some some interesting Tom. All right, hold on. I'm sorry. That's not Jeff Buckley at all. It's Tim Buckley, which was his dad. Um, sorry about that. Uh, let's see. We're going back to the basement. Uh, this is Artifact, so if you dig this, look for 3, the, the, puck, T-H-E-E, slash, or, uh, uh, hyphen, P-U-K. Um, this song is called, uh, 3-Puck, 4-Dean. Touching that. Last year, I first heard of Howard 
Yeah, that's um, that's Johnny Rivers. Uh, hey Joe, in, in, in a slightly modified version. Uh, well, I don't know. Many people have covered that song. Oh, we're going back to the basement. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, if you're into uh, home recording and uh, or if you're into like uh, just like good uh, crafted songs and stuff, check out Paisley Shirt Records. They're uh, um, uh, a small record company, and they do they do a lot of like cassette releases and stuff like that. But they've got people in there that can write like some really good songs um this particular one is flower town and it's from their self-titled record uh flower town this is a uh, side one cut one it's called natural light got that i'm touching this uh flower town if you dig this look for them with <laughs>
Yeah, it's Toots and the Maytals. We're going back to the basement. This is Ojai from Ojai uh, Edutainment. OJI, look for him. Uh, he's out of San Francisco. Just a brilliant dude. This is um, uh, Shadow Work, this is called. I'm touching this. I'm hoping for the best. Got that turned up. The dots are going. Good sign. It's accepted my request. It's. Uh, Perception, this cycles per second, like stretch and projection. The truth is self-evident. I'm psychedelic, melanin, practice during the internet of this is predestined. From the celestial parents, we inherited our heaven and like to me as a collective since all is connected. No measurement can represent our inner development, delivering this message. Ancestors protect us. The lotus blossom opens in a locus coriolis. Technologic symbiosis, mother opens is spoken by the hopers who wrote this with the focus of a vocalist emotion with the moments of harmonious implosions. Voice activated, idol made simulations, isolating modulators, vibratory demonstration like an alien created it. There's no hallucinations in relation to observation. The is translated. Deep in the caverns of my castle lurks the natural frequency that master speaks to capture the soul of the heating earth dropped in from the shaman's personal stirring the drink. Quantumly speaking, I'm leaping fast for learning, teaching out the words to enact research and mapping the speech. So circuiting electric nerves in turn, it keeps repeating like Saturn's burn, feeding, streaming, doom. This my concern, increasing the earning, earning the key. I'm burning the tree as soon as I can think. I'm turning the key to the door in front of me, open what do I see? It's something unique, dark energy, mirroring the in between, a visioning, large symmetry, hard density, hard chemistry, smart memory, the number two. It's not a mystery, no, intimately. It's more of an ability. More of an ability. More of an ability. Shadow Shadow work. 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 Shadow
I'm speaking to you through a medium, but my spirit is very real and present here among you. The music I composed and performed was given to me by divine sources as a blessing to you. It was and is meant to uplift and inspire you. I would like you to know that I still live, although not in the body, and that my spirit is with you and with the spirit of music and musicians, composers, singers, lyricists, and arrangers throughout the world. Lift up your music to bless mankind, and I'll be looking over your shoulder as you write. When you're lost for an idea, I'll whisper a thought seed in your ear that you can develop on your own with your own creative originality. My spirit is here amongst you to help music reach a newer, higher level. Call on me when you need me, and I'll be there. For I would like you to know that my spirit's with you, with you, with you, with you.
Yeah, it's the uh, Talking Heads. Cross-eyed and painless. We had uh, Future Shock before that. Curtis Mayfield. This has been Bug House Square. Uh, I'm going to do... I've... I'm turning this into a uh, weekly event. <laughs> so I, I have a few instruments, and I and uh, sometimes they get neglected. If you um, listen to this and you have a collection of instruments, you know sometimes others are played more than others, and sometimes all you need to do is just dig them out. So I dug this thing out. It's a it's a gabanjo. <laughs> It's a good banjo, is what it is. It's um, it's a. It's like a banjo that's tuned like a guitar. It's got a guitar neck on it, on a banjo body.
Alright, well, um, this has been Bug House Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Uh, I hope that, uh, I hope that everything works out good. You know, yeah. do the best you can. Uh, try to be decent to one another. Um, think before you scream. It's hard, man. I mean, sometimes you just want to wring some people's neck or break something. I just want to break something. Um, try breaking something to inanimate, you know? And then uh, get that shit out of you. Um, and then when we deal with people, try to, you know, it's like, it's hard. You know, humanities, they've dicked themselves over for uh, time memoriam, man. So let's, you know, let's think about history. Let's think about <laughs> being decent to one another. Yupper. Uh, let's try this. All right, next week. Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, swiftly go the days. Sunrise, sunset, you wake up and you undress, it always is the same. The sunrise and the sunsets You're lying while you confess Keep trying to explain The sunrise and the sunsets You realize then you forget What you've been trying to retain But everybody knows it's all about the things That get stuck inside of you The songs your roommate sings a vision of her body As she stretches out on your bed And she raised her hands in the air Asking when was the last time you looked in the mirror Cause you've changed Yeah, you've changed You're hopeful, then you regret The circle never breaks With the sunrise and a sunset There's a change of heart or address Is there nothing that remains? For a sunrise or a sunset You're manic or you're depressed Will you ever feel okay? For a sunrise or a sunset Your lover is an actress Did you really think she'd stay? For a sunrise or a sunset You're either coming or you just left But you're always on the way Towards a sunrise or a sunset A scribble or a sonnet They are really just the same To the sunrise or a sunset The master cradle to a casket there's no way to escape the sunrise or the sunset hold your sadness like a puppet keep putting on the plane
Sunset, go home to your apartment, put the cassette in the tape deck, and let that fever play. Sunrise, sunset, where are you, Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They were very nice. Asiento. Rio began her life in 1978 as a leather Brazilian gay bar. We are an LGBTQ plus space who is welcoming to all good people. We actively invest in communities to promote social change. We actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. We actively pursue underserved communities in the use of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3158 Mission Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. here with a very special podcast we're just Kasim Ben and you hear the trippy music you know what time it is time for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 special edition special special edition here of there are some who call me Tim 
I didn't time it right. There it is. There are some who call me Tim. The show where we talk about what people believe in and what keeps them from killing themselves. Just kidding. No, what, what keeps people alive and their belief system and where they came from and all that kind of stuff coming out of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, searching for the Holy Grail. They come across the sorcerer. They ask him his name and he says, there are some who call me Tim. And that the search for the meaning of life is constant and wonderful. And here we are today with April Gallaty. Hello. Out of Portland, Oregon. Hello. I heard you in here talking to yourself. Yeah. I was, show. I was taking artistic pictures of your of your entrance to Mutiny Radio oh. for posting on Instagram later. Oh, Support, yes, support, please. The support. Hashtag MCRF5 Mutiny Radio Comedy Fest. Absolutely. I don't understand any of the platforms, but I know that they're important. <laughs> they mean they, something. They, there's a belief system there, and I, uh, I should believe in Instagram more than I do. Yep. So usually I have people turn around and okay. look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, <laughs> and I ask you, do you believe in Jesus? I do not. He never lived. He never walked the earth. He isn't the son of God. No. All just a big old story. All just a big old story. Just one of many. Made up by humans for their purposes and needs to m find a way not to kill themselves every day. Aha. Uh -huh. So you don't subscribe to this external morality kind of thing? No. How do you not kill people every day if no one tells you what's right and wrong? I have no desire to kill people. Oh. I kill as much as I like every day. Yeah. Yep. All right. I say I think uh, Penn Teller, Penn and Teller, um, Penn of Penn and Teller. No. Yes, the tall one, the uh -huh, tall one that uh -huh. talks. Sure. I think that's Penn is the one who says that uh, somebody had asked him like, if he doesn't believe in a god, then how does he not keep from raping? And he's like, I rape as much as I want to every yeah. day. <laughs> that's With the zero yeah. raping. Yeah. Exactly. Aaron Atkins just joining us. Uh oh. Aaron Atkins, Hello. here we are, and some call me Tim. No, the other, this, sit, do this one. Oh, you gotta, this Hello. is the better He knows mic. he's been here before. Uh, Aaron Atkins, Hello, look, deep, look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus behind you. Do you believe in Jesus? Not as a deity, but as a person, yeah. I know. Okay. So he did walk the earth. April says no walking the earth. Never existed. Nah. Not a real guy. I no. can believe that too. I can believe that too. I, I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt and saying that he was at least real, but definitely not magical. It's just, it's the human need to be tribal and it's easier to keep, I think, people kind of in line with things, give them something to work towards and explain mysteries of life kind of all in one convenient package. Yeah. Jesus That's is a nice convenient package. Yeah, it's yeah. the current one. And it's, it seems to be losing hold. <laughs> you know, who knows what the next one's gonna be. Yeah. Well, that's what we were saying yesterday is that religion just provides like meaning for people and you, yeah. need, you need that meaning, you know, otherwise you're lost without it. Uh, yeah. What is your, so, and that's the thing. It's, well, so this is funny. I grew up so Christian and I used to watch movies and if there was no God component, I'd like look up at my parents and I'd be like, I don't understand this movie. How are they living without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Like so how weird. are they even <laughs> finding any meaning or they have never mentioned him, not even once. How can this even be a story? Who are these characters? <laughs> That's bizarre. Because I was <laughs> so bizarre. like, yeah, sheltered and yeah. weird about 
just because my whole life was surrounded around this relationship with Jesus Christ, it was hard for me to imagine that people lived their life without that. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, well, and for, and for me growing up, it was like, um, you know, like my, I remember my neighbors went to church all the time. Like the mom, the dad, and the two sons went to church all the time. And all my brothers and sisters always went to church with them. So by proxy, I went as well. How did you know they were going to church? Because they dressed up? Yeah. I mean, they were all just leaving the house as a group. They could have been going to Denny's. Uh, no, well, they were all leaving the house Denny's. as a group. They were all going to the same place. Okay. I know because I went with them. Okay, okay. And um, it was one of those things, like, I would sit back and I would watch how people would, like, put their hands up in the air and the swang back and forth. You could tell there was some feeling there. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was missing out on something. Like, I never... I just never got that. You and never got the community. feels from Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what is that? And so I, I was telling you earlier about the uh, paint can bead theory. Mm -hmm. um, this is not mine. This is from a, a gentleman named Vashon Bench, hmm. so just to be clear. But basically he said that he, he is, his atheism is kind of like paint can beads uh, that are in a paint can. That he, he had the super religious, he had like an Episcopal dad preacher dad who was like snake uh, snakes and tongues and all that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he says like all the paint is out of the paint can like the religion he does not believe in it. he's solidly an atheist but those paint cans with beads are still in there and every once in a while you know in the middle of the night you're laying there and they'll shake around and oh you mean like yeah. in a spray can yeah yeah oh so yeah that's that's a great little image yeah, that's the leftover part of that, and that's what wakes you up in the middle right, of the night. Taking all the nitrous yes. out of the exactly. Right. <laughs> you okay. used all the huffing agents right. out of the spray paint can, exactly. and what's left is that. Yeah, I get that. And that is the bead of religion that sticks that with sticks you. Sticks with you, but I've never had that. You never had never. the bead. Never had. How it. do you find spirituality now? Not through I Christianity, right? Don't. I don't all. know what that means. Spirituality, like, you know, your connection to, like, a higher being or, like, the yeah. things around you in a metaphysical way? No. Not at all? No, I have no idea what that Damn. means. Yeah, I've never felt that. Like, I was sent to church early, like, when my, uh, I had an uncle die, and I was at the church, and everybody started saying the Lord's Prayer, and um, my sister looked Lord at Father, me, and she, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know it. And I was, <laughs> me either. I was just kind of going, yeah. And my sister was, you don't know the Lord's prayer. And I'm like, no, I never felt necessary to. Are you a science girl then? Are you all about science? Well, no, because I was raised in the South, and girls are taught to be stupid. So I was, I got none of that. So to 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 backtrack, when you were in church with all those people, and they're all singing things at the same time you didn't feel the feeling mm -mm. like i just think i was embarrassed but if there's 400 people and they're all singing the same song at the same time there is something there it's like being at a concert or something where you have this right. communal feeling because everyone's sort of experiencing the same thing at the same time and there's this external like what is that and i think some people call it god but it could just be Everybody's singing the same note at the same time. Yeah, Everyone's just vibing. It's the shared it's energy. They're just vibing. I was always um, embarrassed. Yeah. I always remember standing back and being embarrassed mm -hmm. and... And like what curious, like what are these people doing? Like yeah. th if if I don't feel it, what, what bullshit are they? They're lying. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and they might be. Pentecostals believe that you don't truly become a Christian until you receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes to you from the Book of Acts, where when the 
the Holy Spirit came down after Jesus was resurrected and everyone spoke in tongues. Mm -hmm. And so they believe that if you don't speak in tongues, you haven't fully accepted the Holy Spirit. And therefore, people speak in tongues a lot because that's how you prove that you're one with, you know. Interesting. So you have to do the. And they're like, oh, they're speaking in tongues. And then somebody like says, oh, I can I can translate this. I speak the God language. And then it becomes this sort of. Right. That's very culty. But there's a reason behind it. Yeah. And it's. Uh, and it comes from the book of Acts, and it's like uh, really? the part yeah. that they're not uh, remembering is tongues that they don't know. So they were speaking actual languages. I mean, Just were they in the story? That they did not know. Right in the story, it was about um, when Jesus and rose so up and he said, "Okay, now you're going to spread it all out. Everybody, go spread the word to everyone." And e- the Holy Spirit entered them, and they all spoke in tongues, and they were other languages that they didn't know so like then you could send them off to the romans or you could send them off to italy or wherever i mean that's the same place the greeks whatever but, but real because, languages but real languages yeah. but were they because is the bible just purely allegorical or is it a real story did it really i mean so that's when we get into funky things where hmm. some people believe it is a historical text that's 100 percent true and some people go no <laughs> great fiction great science fiction yeah i mean it really is like a very well-written story you know right I, there, there's no. a lot of there's no. a lot of characters and element the development there it just there's a lot of issues that <laughs> well have you read have you read million little pieces by james fry that no. fake drug addict guy yeah. you know, just, it's fake but hey man it's a great story you know i'm not gonna deny it. it's right. not real but it's a pretty good story uh, it's, <laughs> they call it um uh fictionalized memoir now they came yeah. up after that book had a big with oprah and he's like she's lying <laughs> I, I can't find that clip anywhere that's the dress my white whale on the internet is to mm. find oprah bitching out james fry for lying about <laughs> being an addict and, well, the, the whole book people got all up in arms about it and so they kind of started a new genre called fictionalized memoir hmm. so that you hmm. can get away with not lying. having it be yeah real yeah <laughs> so you get away with lying that's fine yeah but you know there are there are places in the bible um, where, like, they built the altar for my God and your God and whichever God lights it on fire. Uh, oh, right, I remember that one. Hmm. Well, once I got older and I started learning a little bit about science, I understood about instant fire and realized that that was all theatrical. Uh, yeah, and they could have so? used lenses or... Hmm. Um, instant fire, um, as, as you read it, he kept saying, put more water on it, put more water on it. And that is the final step in instant fire. Uh, so it's yeah. magic. Uh, yeah, yes. see? Like we were saying, it's the first depictions of Jesus were with a wand. But this was, magician. this was something that they used to prove team. that God was real. And it was theatric. Uh-huh. It, was, it was science. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's always science in well, the there end. Was, yeah. I always thought that way about the parting of the Red Sea in the Old Testament when the Jews were escaping the Pharaoh and Moses was leading them into the new land. That's enough. And he parts the Red Sea. Well, maybe it was low tide, or maybe there was some <laughs> weird like maybe there earthquake was a or something. Getting ready yeah. to happen. A tsunami getting ready to happen. It all it got sucked out, away. and it's a they crossed, you? and then it crashed in. That explains the whole story. It could still, wouldn't been. there be more people writing about it though? Wouldn't there be more people like, dude, this fool just split an ocean in half, but no one wrote anything down. Everyone was just like, that was crazy. Let's keep doing whatever we're doing. Well, maybe <laughs> they did, but I mean, they just don't have preservation—the preservation abilities that we have now. But we still have tablets from like 
the f- ancient but I feel like we would see at least one from like the plague or anything and corroborating we have tablets anything from well before uh, the Bible was written and well before the Jewish uh, came about describing the great flood and that was when the Jewish children were being taught in those public schools I wish I could th- I think it was Egypt well mm. the fa- the flood, they say, with the Noah and the flood, that, that the ark still lives on Mount Ararat. Like, that that they found the ark, and it's on Mount Ararat, and they've... They Let us see it. Well, that's the thing, too, is that now with all of the uh, ice caps melting and everything, it, it should melt away, and we should be able to you see it. It should be there. Show me. Air Force pilots uh, have reported seeing it. Right, so th- I've seen, and I've seen, like, pictures they say they've done like 3d imaging or like some kind of thing but there it is atop oh. this mountain i think most of the torah is legend the mountain you know and that is where right in the old testament, testament and the torah are the same on. well they're the well, th- yeah the old th- we share. Yeah. Of the torah. well it depends on which also translations you go through so you start right. the new testament was in aramaic what was the old testament in what was being passed down and when you change every time you change linguistically from from you know from uh, language to language or even now when we have the the King James version that's in English but then you also have that the national the NIV version and you have the like LIV you have all these different versions and they change words around like crazy times if you think yeah. about um, the Greeks have like 19 words for love and then if you look at the word love and you could mean filial love, like brotherly love or like love love. So just even etymologically, it seems silly that we're still working with this text and believing yeah. it like, oh, this has been translated so many times, right? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. so many times. Well, when you look at the base of, of many of the words like sin, sin, the original version of it was to fall short of a goal. Hmm. But what has Christianity made it sound like now? Right, know? right. Hmm. To fall short of a goal isn't so such a terrible thing because that happens all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, like every time, every time we shit on stage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just lowered. That wasn't my goal. I've learned through <laughs> I've learned through times that uh, goals are like expectations, and it's better if you keep them low. Because <laughs> yeah. then, and then it's like, oh, I succeeded. <laughs> my my list in the morning looks like it's like wake up, brush teeth, <laughs> and I cross things out. I'm like, look, <laughs> I accomplished it. it. I woke up. <laughs> yeah. Yay! One thing crossed <laughs> off my list: <laughs> brush teeth. Okay. We I didn't spend it. too many spoons today. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice to wake up happy that you woke up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I just. <laughs> what are, what are the goals? I try to keep my goals like low. Because if I well, ever there have really been big days. Goals, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This morning, my cat shit on the couch that I was sleeping on yeah. while I was sleeping on. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I your cat up. is mad at you? No, I don't know why he did it. I just woke up, don't turned over, and just fell onto the ground. <laughs> why? How long I has it been anything? since you've seen this cat? It's been about, I guess, three, four months. He always, it acts like he doesn't remember me. He actually doesn't remember me. I picked him out of the shelter, and he's still, he's my dad's best friend. He doesn't like mm. me. Well, he's BS. mad at you. He that is definitely yeah, mad at you. he's mad at me for something. You left. Yeah. yeah, and so now he's giving me the cold shot. He's found someone else. <coughs> he's found and my and he's dad. And poop, he's pooping. He be pooping. How old is he? It might be a health problem, too. No, he's young. He's like three? He's like oh four yeah. now. Yeah, he's regular. Yeah, that's a fuck you poop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Cat I woke up and I was like, did I do actually. that? <laughs> did I? Trust, I know no. bullshit. Do you I, I convinced my, my 
cousins that were growing up in the city to that they would drink frisbee the dried ones oh dear lord oh. you're having them throw poop around <laughs> <laughs> that's that's comical they do would play a frisbee with cow pies do you believe <laughs> do you believe cats have a soul aaron do you believe cats have a soul yeah i think cats have a soul i think consciousness is your soul that's what i think and that's why I think there's like the, the universal consciousness. We all have the same consciousness, different like brains and stuff, but like cats have the same consciousness. We are one. Yeah. So whales. It's not the ability to like process one. it the same way. So whales have consciousness. Yeah. Have you seen a whale's eye? This morning, I was telling you about this. I, I, when I talk about shit that I see on Reddit, no one else has ever seen it. It's not interesting inherently. I get it. But on Reddit this morning, <laughs> I saw a, a fucking guy was like going up with this whale. And just the whale's eye. I've never seen a whale's eye. It looks just like a human eye. Wow. Just looking, just looking around and shit. Mm, they're just gigantic. Because they're mammals. They're big, yeah. yeah. Thinking I think about thoughts everything and shit. is part of the consciousness, including plants. Even like flies. Sure. Flies have consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. But they just process it on such a low, quote unquote, lower level. I just the feel like. it's much smaller for them. I feel like humans have taken themselves out of the, the natural flow of things, though. Have it you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I've criminalized the natural life. I'm I'm really starting to kind of come around to the idea that we might actually be in that that what do they call it the sixth extinction uh, phase on the Earth. Sixth extinction. There's a there's a theory that the Earth has had people on it and we've gone extinct (gasps) or almost extinct almost six times. Oh, I love this theory. I've never heard five times (laughs) and this is the sixth one coming. Oh, I love that. I believe that we are the seventh. Um, species of man, the seventh species. Okay, I, I prescribe to that. First, to that divs. belief. First. I say we're first. <laughs> but so, so like there have archaeological digs have proven that one. So, so we're like not the um, first humans. But like, so like the Neanderthals were a pre-incarnation of what we are. Right. Yeah. But they're completely different. We know that their bones and brains and stuff are completely different than but, us. But they are. We have all been various. I feel like I'm on an episode of Joe Rogan. <laughs> you do DMT? <laughs> <laughs> I believe we are the seventh species of man. We're the seventh. So there have been. So you think there have been seven incarnations from like the first between Neanderthals and the ones right. before, and yet. Damn. Oh. And so like what? Every thousand years, we're kind of all new. Anyways, I mean, I guess no, that makes sense. Even um, hundred years, yeah. because I, I saw that. beds. I was. I saw some historical beds from like the 1900s in a house that was like this was a house they lived in, and they were tiny. People were tiny. We have better nutrition. People were like short, and their beds were like, like a like a a regular man was like my size, like five five. They were small beds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Napoleon was not short. That was, and that was like nutrition at at during childhood is so important. Yeah. Because when you are not able to sustain. your health, you're not gonna grow. Yeah. Right. That is why my grandfather was four foot nine. Oh, because he was a, he ha- he was a sick child. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Th- during the depression or something? Um, I know he served during Korea. Oh, oh. okay. You know, so but then yeah, he was he probably a depression. Born, depression yeah, he was born baby, during yeah, the depression. Sure. Yeah, my mom was born in '36, so. And my and, and my dad was just a few years older, and yeah. he served okay. in North Vietnam and, and Korea, so. Mm-hmm. I grew up vegan. My, I grew up eating fucking couscous. I was supposed to be 6'2". I'm 5'10". <laughs> I'm 5'10", dude. It sucks. Quinoa fucking quinoa did it. Did I you grew up on a pig I'm farm. I'm not saying DNA doesn't play a factor. <laughs> it, yeah. But um, I'm saying that poor nutrition during childhood is very key Definitely. in development. 
and that's what's that's so sad. That's why I advocate so much for the, you know the food rescues because they yes. are the ones getting fresh produce. They're getting that. They're the only ones getting actual nutrition to the poor. And I that's so important. Just these like pouches in Africa. These little vitamin pouches have all these things. Sorry, go on. I was no, no, no. Y'all are right. No, I mean you were talking about growing it like, but on the other side of it, there's like I grew up on a farm, uh, eating, um, you know. Uh, chicken, fresh chicken and fresh mm. eggs off the farm. And my mm. mom, we had uh, pigs and stuff that we Me slaughtered. Too. So we're oh, we're little potato people. Like we're all Irish, <laughs> and like we look like little potatoes. We're and my brother used to describe the women in our family as stout, round, and close to the ground. Oh yeah. Yep. So we're <laughs> little it, it's farm working, farm working women. That's what we really are. Love it where, where in the south are you from? I'm from Rome, Georgia. Rome, Georgia. I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that is that close to um that close to Athens by chance? I know Athens. Mm, no, yeah, that's it's where about from. it's about three hours north. Okay, yeah, three or four hours north. Yeah. My my buddy's my buddy's father uh, was a professor at the college in Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Whatever that is. Uh, UG, UG, right? Yeah. UG, he was a, he yeah. was a professor B-52s. of theoretical chemistry. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? What is theoretical chemistry? <laughs> I'd look at his books sometimes. He's like, I w- my friend Charlie would be like, he wrote this book. And I'm like looking at it like, this <laughs> is, this is this not makes English. No words. <laughs> These are English <laughs> words, <laughs> but it doesn't make any sense at all. They were just it's numbers. Like you know, when you said know. that uh, you had asked if I was a science person, I should I should say that I, w- I didn't try to educate myself during my primary years, but yes, I am, an, uh, like, I will go with the best science <laughs> of the moment. Did you just burn your yeah, eyelash off? I just off? blew fucking, just, <laughs> I just blew smoke weed, weed ash into my eye. Oh, my God. That's some farm effect right there. Yeah, I'm You'll never get up. corona. That, be- <laughs> that better get me so faded. <laughs> I will not. Crossfade the, yeah. the keef right into I, your eye. I'm, I'm sorry, but you're, you're a science person. You do science stuff now, or are you? Well, uh, no, I'm just saying that, yeah, I'm, I try to go with the best science that's available to us as consumers right. that I can. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I read MSN. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly creation. a reader research scientist i'm not gonna say yeah no i didn't go for that sort of education so i believe in creation i don't know a lot of the science you believe in like divine creation no no creation no i i believe that we the earth has been here evolving for many millions of and billions of years hell yeah retweet you know and that um christianity is a great story well, see now. Yeah, here's the thing gra- about. I think it's well written. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing about we'll the great. Now. Here's the thing about the great story and the way that it can work for creationists if they choose to think of it this way. God created the world in seven days, right? Uh, we wrote it down. But what is a God day? How long is a God day? A God day. God doesn't understand time. God doesn't know time. God, yeah. God's outside of time. So, uh, for us, the hubris of us to put a man-made construct on something that we can't possibly understand. Oh yeah. Days. Gender too on God. That's well, so sure, weird. I mean, exactly. Him. Gender. But the fuck. So, if we say, oh well, the sense. earth. Maybe the world was created in seven days. Maybe seven God days. God's yeah. days could be five hundred billion years. Light years. Yeah, we have no idea what a God relative. day is because what is fucking God? But. That's the only, if creationists sold me that line, I'd be like, okay, fine, maybe. Because then I feel like you're sort of still buying into the science of the earth was not created in seven days. No, no. But some people created over the course of, you know, I mean, I believe in the science of all that. I believe that, you know, I certainly do not believe that it. It was seven days. And I do not believe that Adam and Eve were the first, you know. I think a lot of what became the Torah, which 
got bastardized into the Old Testament. Um, that was legend, but Homer Don't was more accurate. Whisper, whisper, you know? Yeah. I think some of it actually happened, but they just got, like, mythologized to the point. Yeah. Because that's what humans, yeah. humans are wired for story. Like mm-hmm. I said, yeah. Homer yeah. was more mm-hmm. accurate. Yeah, well, yeah. Also, we have to think about the ol- no one knew how to read. Yeah. The only people that knew how to read were the priests. Comics. Doing a little set, doing a little ten-minute god set. But it was all—it was—it was auditorily passed down, and the easiest way to remember things is through story, because you have a story arc, and it's easier to remember because you're going from one place to another in your because you were doing it. It was an auditory passing. No one knew how to read. No one knew how to read. Right. Not women. Not men. Nobody. It was passed on just like Homer was taught, because Mm -hmm. Homer was illiterate. You know. Yeah. So. But he was more accurate than those who passed down those stories because we know we've watched Uncle Kenny tell stories and it's a l- of what we were there to see and we've seen th- how things got grandized. Yeah, right? sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, also, what? also right. on a so on a metaphysical that. on a metaphysical level, every time you revisit a memory, that memory changes because Memories you. Are not real. Well, oh, yeah. But I mean, they're real, but they're so, they're sibs. They're, they're so real, valuable. but they're constantly malleable. They're constantly changing, and they do change every time because w- when we better. revisit a memory, we're revisiting it from a different point in our mm-hmm. life. We have a different perspective on said memory. Therefore, the memory that we're visiting, although it's the same, is different. Right. So every time we remember anything, we're actually changing the memory and then you have to consider like what we do as comics we actually will move c- information around to make a point more interesting how to our audience so sure that that fucks with your memories too you know yeah absolutely like sometimes i you know th- i growing up with you remember i told you um my mom was 36 when she had me but yeah, i had yeah. four siblings uh, older than me 18 16 14 and 12 when i was born yeah built-in yeah. babysitters yeah oh, that's older yeah way irish, older uh jeans or what yeah very <laughs> much irish jeans 66 percent um yeah and the other t- uh, other 33 percent is uh swedish and european like uh, england that mm. that area so, um, but the, the, but my, my brothers and sisters, like I would hear my brother, Johnny, I would be hanging out with him and he would tell me a story about something that happened before I was born. And then later I'd be hanging out with Deborah and Deborah would tell me the same story, but it would be just a little different. <laughs> yes. She was either the person who was in charge in the story or the hero or whatever. And then I would hear my sister Sherry tell a story and sh- it would be just slightly bent yeah. to her. And yeah. I'm like, Huh. So perspective. yeah, it's really perspective. yeah. I was really uh, aware of perspective that's of story a that's long time ago. Perspective is like the thing that takes longest to, for at least for me to grasp in like literature and stuff like that. Was like that. I mean, to I mean, you know, understand that it's coming from this person, but understand how that changes with different tellings. That's oh yeah, kind of interesting. Well, I'll forever. Well, what the reason I'm so conscious of it is because uh, I did the whole twenty three and Me uh, thing to find out what my heritage was because. There was a story of Native Americans in our family. Ah, uh, that all right, Elizabeth Warren. You right? get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So I have always heard these stories, right? And there's the story of this Native American dude that came into Georgia and fell in love with, like, a great-great-great-great-grandmother, asked for a hand in marriage. Dad said no, stole her away, came back later, said no, stole her away, came back later. Too bad, married her anyway. All right. So... Hmm. 
everybody in my family is see-through. We are born with blonde or red hair, blue eyes or green eyes, and we're see-through. There is so no where is where is <laughs> Uncle Redfeather? <laughs> right? Where, so where is, is Grandpa? Big Grandpa Redfeather? Redfeather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Grandpa removed his yeah. he? Like I don't know, several greats. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, c- I couldn't tell you what the truth is. Mm. So and is there any Native American blood in your twenty-three? Zero. Zero. Zero is Zero. a lie. Zero. My mother but see, I doubt my that Your parents are liars. Yeah. My see, mother has always that that said that. My mother has always said that there was Cherokee in our family, mm. and I, I would guarantee you there's none mm. well you got to do that 23 and me see if your mom will now find see it. there it's is mi- it's more myths it's more stories uh, now here there is the government already has it nobody else needs it yeah, there fair, is a fair, scientific fair. caveat to my 23 and me though it's not the complete story because i only have the maternal side i don't carry my dad's mm. genes so, so i need still a chance. there's still a chance and i cannot get my brother or any of his kids to take the test why not I don't think they want to know the truth. Oh. They'd rather keep the story. I'd rather keep. They they'd rather keep the truth. They'd rather keep the story. You know what? The I have a I have a friend here in San Francisco whose mother is Native American, and she she came up not the mother, but my friend was saying that maybe it's one of those things where you can kind of offset some guilt about the atrocities that occurred. Oh. That if you're part sure. of that group, sure, sure, you right. know. Right. So no, it's uh, sure. hey, I get it. I get that. Yeah. So yeah. I got a, a lot of white guilt. I'm a quarter Asian. Yeah. Fully one quarter. I think that's. I always thought that was enough to be like, I'm mixed. But because I present so like white, that oh, it doesn't really. Like, I can't. You white. should I present know. very white. But my cousin, who's also a quarter Asian, she looks fully Filipino. She doesn't look like Asian. It's still like because she's you know she gets she's more uh, tan skin than I well, am. She's you know, hazel eyes. There I, is Spanish in Filipino people. It's true. We're not Spanish, though. No. So, so you're. I thought you were part Chinese. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, okay. We're Scottish and, and Chinese. So I'm sorry. I, I should heard let Filipino. You I assume that she was looks Filipino. Okay. Because she's a quarter Asian. That's what okay. I. Okay. Yeah. But you're See, a I quarter Asian. You, you, but you have the you have the pretty eyes. So I should tell you that I, my boyfriend was giving me a ride here in the morning, and he was saying, he was saying, which one of those? He said there was one comic because I always say, that he, oh, they're too good looking to be a comic. And he brought you up. He's like the one. He's <laughs> so good looking. Why is he not oh, a model? You. He was thank like, I, I, I was like, I know he's got these, these cute little dimples and the Aww. widespread eyes he was like he's got these high cheekbones i'm like i know You're making right? me blush but he was well that is a so nickname for people who are the third the third oh, <laughs> oh yeah triple yeah i got quadroon but you're, you're <laughs> so <laughs> 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 like, that's kinda, even worse yeah it, it is worse <laughs> I, I can't repeat it even. you're so but tall yeah. and striking because of just your your eyes are wide set your, your facial structure and your bones and stuff and he was like why is he not modeling? And I was like, I don't know. He's in Chicago. Maybe he well, should like get some pictures you. done or something. I, I did actually try to model for a couple seconds, and that shit sucks. Oh yeah, my really? god, it really it's hard. sucks. Is it soul it, sucking? It makes it's you feel so, like. What is it like? Look, I like. I, I I I'm very glad that people think that I'm good looking, and it makes me feel good. Thank you. You know. Uh, also, I but I don't like that being. I don't even like leaning into it too much. I don't like it being a part of my identity so much and the in the people that I worked with as model I mean I like it no I'll tell I like it but I still like it doesn't form as forms a, how other people see me I can't see myself as a know? reformed hot girl I'm offended <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just didn't want to and, and people that are and, and all the models that I worked with because I did it like casually for like two a couple of weeks maybe even like a month casual model that's the name of your band <laughs> casual casual model that is yeah yeah I like that it's like ska <laughs> they they all but they all identify like as hot people as models and like as smoldery people when I smolder for a photo like I I can't look at a photo of myself where I'm like 
Oh. It's just so like it's Your awful. Blues. It's cringy. Yeah. It's, it's cringy. cringy. And same for it's all these like music. I want to be a comedian too because musicians do the same thing where they have to be like smoldery and like and sad and brooding and it's just uh, trying to be like hot or whatever and i just don't like that as like an identity thing personally it really wasn't part of my identity for (laughs) i really didn't understand why people just gave me things Mm. (laughs) (laughs) must be nice there is a yeah there is a privilege (laughs) that might be part of it just trying to be like i'm not that privileged but there's a privilege to being attractive yeah oh sure yeah I, I and I worked it, and I didn't realize how much I worked it until I quit working it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so does anybody subscribe to anything now as a specific religion? You're a little Buddhist, right? Not really, no. Not really. No, not really. I, could, I, don't, I don't feel like I can claim that. I don't meditate or anything. I just like the ideas. Okay. I believe like, so like you're ideally. a philosopher. You're a modern-day philosopher. Oh, and I, yeah, I guess I, I like to read uh, books and see what I can gain from living on that. But sure. Not necessarily like a set thing of beliefs. Uh, three favorite authors. Top three. Top three favorite authors. You make me sound like pretentious on the radio. Yeah, hell yeah. This, this is NPR for a yeah. second. I'm going to say. <laughs> you, those I'm gloves Terry are too Gross. pretentious for this <laughs> poem. Uh, Annie Pruel, amazing. She wrote The Shipping News. She also wrote Brokeback Mountain. Oh, all She's right. She's amazing. <laughs> uh, Albert Camus, he's amazing. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, and it's just three, right? It's just three. Yeah, Le yeah. Le Plage. Um, I would say the last one would be Jean-Paul Sartre. Oh! Oh, yeah. Jean-Paul Sartre. So here's a, deep cut. Say, here's a deep cut on Jean-Paul Sartre, and I'm wondering if you've read it. He wrote a play in the 40s called The Respectful Prostitute. Do you know about mm, this? No, I, I do not. Okay, this is a play he wrote, and he wrote it about racial relationships in the United States, and mm. it was based off a real story about a black guy on a train getting blamed oh, for raping yeah. a white woman, but she he never did that, and it was because the white guys on the train actually shot his friend and then they were related to a senator. So anyways, it's the story about how they get this prostitute who was on the train, who saw the whole thing. They say the black guy raped her and how they twisted around with money and all these things happen and she meets him and it's this amazing play. And I wanted to redo it here at Mutiny Radio as for like, Black History Month and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I couldn't get any comedians and actors because they're like, there's too much N-word and this is just too real Ooh. right now. And I'm like, this is written by Jean-Paul Sartre in the 40s. You can't run away from it. And it, it's a it's a crazy, crazy play. People and are trying amazing. to scrub yeah. the past. Yeah. You know? They're like, oh, look, they have taken Laura Ingalls Wilder's Oh, uh, I love Laura Ingalls Wilder. Name off of the award oh. that was created in her honor because of the statement uh, the only Indian good Indian is a dead Indian but that was what was taught to her at that time right and there's some blackface in Little Town in Little Town on the prairie at the end there's a mistral show that they're in and there's blackface and pa and everyone's Mm -hmm. in blackface and there's a picture of it and they're all jigging around and they have blackface it's pretty it's 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 brutal but she wrote but it's her experiences that she's writing about from 1846 1876 you know all that kind of timey the people for what they were taught there's well you there c- we have to acknowledge the past acknowledge yeah. that yeah. it's mm-hmm. fucked up the yeah. context of it without Do sitting in judgment because we have to remember that we've come a long way since well yeah. i love laura ingalls wilder and there's a cookbook that i have which is all the anything that's in laura ingalls wilder's books and they put it in the cookbook and how you make it and wow it is hard to make cheese <laughs> uh, but it, i love this book it's like all old timey shit 